Hello. Uh, I haven't done a podcast in quite some time. Uh, I started this podcast, Scroll Up My Throat, in about January of last year, hoping that it would give me something meaningful to do. Uh, unfortunately, I don't find it very meaningful. Nonetheless, I still have this platform and I decided I will use it for one last time on this first day of 2024 to reflect, but to also talk about something that has been really bothering me for a long time. I have to warn you that some of the things I say may really piss you off. And if you disagree or are angry about what I say, please feel free to contact me. I would love to have a discussion with you. If you agree, then I would like to hear from you too. But I try to quite honestly, I don't even know if anyone is listening. I'm certainly no Joe Rogan, but I will proceed nonetheless. So lately, I have become really irritated, angered, in fact, about people who have been exalted as heroes or who are using the actions that they've been involved in or the truth-telling that they've been involved in over the past couple of years to elevate their own status and create a brand for themselves. Anyway, um, I'm particularly thinking about people in the freedom truth movement. Now, it's always bothered me on some level for the past three years, this, this issue, but for some reason, it's really annoying me right now. And I think that people really misunderstand what it means to be truly courageous. Now, let me start with this idea of telling the truth. Many people have expressed admiration for those who have told the truth, claiming that such people are brave. Now, this really frustrates me in that it shows that we have really set a low bar on what is meant by bravery. As far as I'm concerned, it is our moral duty slash obligation to tell the truth. It does not make me courageous to tell the truth, even if such truth-telling might lead to my cancellation, a smear campaign on my reputation, or job loss. Why? Because it's our duty to do the right thing, no matter what the consequences are. That's the bare minimum we can do as human beings. Uh, further to that, those who have told the truth and have faced some of these unjust consequences often aren't, often aren't really sacrificing everything to do so, or even really sacrificing that much to do so. Um, and they, in fact, gain a lot about, out of it and exploit it to their own advantage. And I'm not necessarily just saying that you shouldn't do that. Um, I mean, if you can take capitalize on the things that have happened to you to do greater good with it or to make your name for yourself, whatever, go for it. Okay. Um, I'm just not think I, I don't, you know, that's fine, but I don't think that just telling the truth and, and risking these things is courageous. Okay. Now I used to teach a novel called to kill a mockingbird as an English teacher, a novel I really loved. Um, some schools I think are banning it. Uh, for stupid reasons, but I'm not talking about that right now. At any rate, the protagonist in this novel, Atticus Finch, says something about what courage is in this novel. And I think it it bears to be repeated, and I think people need to be reminded of this. He says to his children, and I'll explain the context after I say the quote, I wanted you to see something about her. I wanted you to see what real courage is. 
instead of getting the idea that courage is a man with a gun in his hand. It's when you know you're licked before you begin, but you begin anyway, and you see it through no matter what. You rarely win, but sometimes you do. So Atticus is telling his children, Jem and Scout, his definition of real courage. And this happens soon after one of the characters, uh, Mrs. Dubose or Mrs. Dubois, however you want to pronounce it, dies. Now, Jem, Atticus's son, had just recently finished with his punishment of having to read to her because he had destroyed her camellia bushes and he's still feeling rather resentful toward her. Um, now, when she has Atticus give Jem a gift-wrapped camellia, uh, Jem at first thinks that Mrs. Dubose, Mrs. Dubois, whatever, uh, that she is somehow mocking him. But Atticus helps him to see her gift differently. Now, as soon as the children learn from Atticus that Mrs. Dubois had just died, cantankerous to the end because she was cantankerous. She wasn't the most pleasant of individuals. Now, she had spent her final weeks in great pain as she had tried to break her long-term addiction to morphine. Um, it was for that reason that Jem and Scout learned that she had wanted him, them to read to her. They had provided a distraction for her as she waited a bit longer each day to take her medicine, going through physical withdrawals in the process. And then finally, after much suffering, she was free of her addiction. Even though she was going to get nothing out of it, she was going to die anyway, she did this. She had the courage to fight, even though she got nothing from it. It had actually kept helped alleviate her pain, and she was going to die anyway. Now, um, after telling them this, Atticus says he would have made them read to her, even if Jem hadn't destroyed her flowers and had to read to her as punishment. And I'm going to repeat the quote that he uses that I just spoke. I wanted you to see what real courage is instead of getting the idea that courage is a man with a gun in his hand. It's when you know you're licked before you begin, but you begin anyway, and you see it through no matter what. You rarely win, but sometimes you do. Mrs. DeBose won all 98 pounds of her. According to her views, she died beholden to nothing and nobody. She was the bravest person I ever knew. Now, he knows, Atticus knows that his children greatly admired him for being able to shoot a mad dog in in an earlier chapter. But that's not the kind of thing he wants them to perceive as brave. Um, He also, one of the, the the, the main plot points of the whole book is that Atticus, a white man, is takes on the case of Tom Robinson in the 1930s, a black man who is wrongfully accused of raping a white woman. Nonetheless, in the context of that particular time period, Tom Robinson doesn't have a chance in hell of winning, no matter how much evidence is in his favor. Atticus knows that he's not going to win the trial, but he has to go forward and do it anyway. So, True courage is doing something even though you know you're going to get beaten, even though you're not going to really win. You're not going to get anything out of it, right? Really any real meaning for you. It does, it's not going to bring joy to your life or, or what have you, okay? That's real courage. And um, I want to I sort of add to that a little bit. Um, 
and, and it sort of refined that definition that Atticus gives a little bit, a little bit later, but just for now. Now, many of the people who have been lauded as heroes or courageous in the truther movement are not courageous according to the definition that Atticus gives and the refinement and more nuanced uh, definition that I will give to add to it. People like Robert Malone, Mark Trotsky, Peter McCullough, Brett Weinstein, Naomi Wolf, Julie Panessi, or our own Kristen Nagel, et cetera, et cetera. They're all wonderful people, all, all doing things that I respect and admire. But they're still doing the bare minimum of what they ought to have done, which is to tell the truth. Yes, they receive consequences for it. Okay. Yes, they, they suffered for it, but they, they, they didn't, they didn't know necessarily that they had lost the battle before they had started and they still didn't do it no matter, even if they weren't receiving any true meaning from what they were doing. Okay. Or true purpose or joy. They didn't have to get up. They weren't fighting for nothing. Okay. They weren't fighting, um, even though they know, knew they were they lost no matter what. And I think we have lost, so lost touch with what it means to be a just, just a decent person that we have lowered our baseline for what true courage is. We are so surrounded by human beings who have been degraded by the delusion that a life of meaning is going to Costco, having five-star all-inclusive vacations or going through the motions um, of life by going along to just get along at work just so that they can come home, watch Netflix and get drunk and high. That when we see people like Panessi or Trotsky or Wolf or what have you, who seem to be more elevated than that, we think they are heroes when really they should be, they should be doing what all mere mortals should do, which is to tell the truth despite the consequences. That's the bare, bare minimum. And yes, these people are doing more to spread more truth, to waken people to more justice and whatever, but that's not courageous. That's just doing the right thing. Now, person like Mrs. DuBose, Mrs. Dubois, wasn't getting anything out of ending her addiction. She was going to die anyway. People like the aforementioned individuals who are lauded as heroes aren't licked before they have started. They still have hope. They have children to go back to, families to make their lives meaningful. Even Atticus Finch isn't really demonstrating true courage in defending Tom Robinson because he's just doing the bare minimum of what it means to be a decent human being. Plus, he still has his wonderful children to go back to to give his life meaning. True courage is fighting even though you are knowing, or you know you are going to lose anyway. But I want to expand on or refine Atticus's definition. True courage is continuing to fight and tell the truth even when everything that gave you a motivation for doing so is taken from you, when you have nothing left to fall back on to make your life meaningful, joyful, or purposeful, and you know you're going to lose no matter what. You know it's a losing battle. So it's all those things. Now, I just, for instance, finished reading a memoir about a father who lost his baby to cancer. That one thing in his life that gave him meaning and joy. Yet despite the fact that the thing that gave him the most meaning was taken from him and he had no hope of ever getting that baby back, he demonstrates true courage. Why? Because he keeps getting out of bed every morning to raise awareness for childhood cancer 
And he submits himself to very difficult challenges in an effort to fight for other children, even though he himself will get nothing out of it. He himself has still ultimately lost even before he has begun, even though the joy and meaning of his life were taken from him. He keeps getting out of bed every morning, fighting a fight that he has personally lost already. Now, before I say anything else, I want to preface my remarks by saying that I am absolutely not a hero. I have totally failed in terms of what it takes to be truly courageous. However, I have been given the opportunity to exemplify the type of courage that the young father and Mrs. DeBose exemplify. Why have I been given this special, unique opportunity? Because I have lost the very thing that gave my life meaning. I have to get up every morning to live a day that will offer me nothing in return. No joy, no meaning, no genuine purpose. Five years ago, I lost my son to cancer after I watched him suffer through horrendous treatment for six years. The day he died, the very thing that gave me joy and meaning was taken from me. Now, you might argue that you still have your other son and your husband. That is true. And I do love them and they are wonderful people. However, they are also both incredibly broken with no sign that they will unbreak. Hence, the beautiful family I had, the very thing that gave my life meaning was taken the day my son died. That family, the thing I loved the most, was shattered forever, never to return. The very thing that gave me joy and meaning and purpose was taken to me forever. Permanently. At this point, however, I was given the opportunity to show true courage when I lost Nick. To get up every day and fight for truth and justice, even though I never got anything from it, even though fighting for other young adults with cancer or raising awareness around cancer or working with the homeless or whatever is something I could do, even though it truly offered no meaning or joy to me. Don't get me wrong. Doing these things is noble and worthy, but they have brought me no joy or meaning. So yes, I did try to get up out of bed, even though I had nothing to get up up for because the very thing that gave my life meaning and purpose and joy, excuse me, was taken from me. However, I am finding this completely unsustainable. I don't have the ability to continue to get up every day doing something that provides me with no joy or meaning or genuine purpose. The only thing that ever gave me that joy and purpose was my family. So I have nothing else to fall back on. Music doesn't do it. Travel doesn't do it. Teaching doesn't do it. Friends don't do it. Exercise doesn't do it. Why? Because unlike my husband, I never enjoyed any of these things for their own sake. I enjoyed them because I could sing with my family or I could travel with my family or because I could provide for my family or because I could talk about my family. Even though my husband, for instance, is utterly destroyed by the death of his son, he still enjoys things like music or teaching for their own sake. So when he gets out of bed, he still has hope for some joy, some meaning. I don't. If I was able to continue getting out of bed and fighting for all the aforementioned things, even though I got nothing out of it, even though I knew I was licked before I even started, then I would be truly courageous. But I can't do it anymore. I'm not courageous enough to live a life without meaning. Some people say that we can choose to find meaning and joy in other things. We can choose to be happy. I profoundly disagree. 
We can choose how we respond or react to a situation, but we can't change how we feel about it. I, for instance, couldn't help but fall in love with my own baby. It's not a choice. (laughs) I can't make myself feel something that I do not. Objectively speaking, everyone knows that the worst thing that can happen to you is to lose your child. I cannot suddenly change that love I felt for that child when he was born. I can't compartmentalize myself out of that loss. This is the greatest challenge that anyone ever can ever be given to live after such a loss. Some people have done it, but I cannot. I have failed this challenge, this test. You may as well have taken my arms and legs, burned down my house, throw me in the streets. Nothing can be worse than this. And you'd be hard pressed to find any event in anyone's life, whether it is job loss or loss of reputation, that that would be worse than losing your child. There is no greater test of an individual's courage than to find a way to live in the wake of such a loss. Once again, I have failed in this regard. I was living the life of a drifter until Nick, my firstborn, came into this world. In his birth and later in my other son's birth and the creation of our little family, that is when I finally realized what was truly valuable in life. To take that away from me is to take away the very foundation of what made my life worthwhile. When my son was diagnosed with cancer in 2012, his willingness to take the treatment and deal with such an ordeal with so much stoicism and grace wasn't really courageous because he had no choice because there was so much hope that he would survive this type of cancer and live. And life was the thing he valued most. So what was it that made him truly courageous? What made him truly courageous was when he was diagnosed as terminal and yet he was willing to still fight to take the treatment, was still willing to tell the truth, was still able to exhibit so much decency even when he had nothing to gain and even though he was going to die no matter what. That is when he became a hero. That is when he became a true legend. Kind of like a Terry Fox. And Terry Fox is someone who I would consider a true hero and truly courageous. So when March of 2020 rolled around, I saw through the bullshit, bullshit pandemic crap immediately and started telling the truth from the get-go. This wasn't courageous. This is the very baseline of what a human being should do. I did so despite the fact that I was ostracized, attacked, slandered, lost almost all my colleagues, most of my family and friends. I did so even though I had lost no matter what. I was never going to have a life of meaning and joy anyway, and yet I still fought and spoke out. That was courageous. The problem is I can't do it anymore. I am not truly courageous. I can't continue to fight for even the noblest of things when I get no meaning and joy from them. I am not like Mrs. DeBose or the father whose daughter died of cancer or my son Nick or Terry Fox. I was presented with the opportunity to show true courage, and I have failed. I give up. I am one of those weaker subset of people, the people some of you have called heroes, as far as I'm concerned, who are not heroes, who are still good, who still want to tell the truth. But I need to get joy and meaning from it if I'm, I'm to have the fuel to continue on. Those people have... I've got that fuel. They get joy and meaning from things, other things in their life. I don't get that fuel to energize me, 
So when people like Naomi Wolf or Peter McCullough, et cetera, lose the things that can give their life value meaning, and yet they still continue to fight, then I will call them heroes. Until then, they're just de- decent people doing the right thing. It has now been going on six years since my son died and about five years since I published my book, Squirrel Up My Throat, the same title given to my podcast. At the end of the book, I conclude that this life without my son, without my complete life, is a half-life. I think I was being too optimistic. More than five years later, I conclude that this is no life at all. <laughs>